0: Welcome to the Two Buff Beards Podcast. I'm Zach Insaldo. I'm with my man, Kelvin Franklin, and this episode is brought to you by WebFit Nation. The standard process for having a trainer is paying big money for an hour of their time, spend time and money getting to your appointment, workout, go home, and repeat it all over again next week. With WebFit, you have a personal trainer right in your pocket. Work out when and where it works for you and your schedule. 100% 100% customized workouts, meal plans and even grocery lists. To learn more, go to www.webfitnation.com. Yo yo yo, Kelvin. What is going on, my friend?
1: What's going on, man? It is uh time for us to get back on the podcast again.
0: Yeah. Back at it again. We we just did this the other day, so. We did do it
1: the other day. But that's all right, it's man. Fun. It's always new whenever we get back. Get I back I wish together. we could do
0: it every day. got yeah, that right.
1: Like uh Joe Rogan just have just 3-hour <laughs> conversations all the time.
0: Man, <laughs> I have to post up here with some food, though. I'd get hungry. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, so if anybody wants to sponsor the show right. and uh, pay for Kelvin and I just to constantly be podcasting, <laughs> we're all ears for offers. Right. So um, keep that in mind. Just don't come, at our, don't,
1: don't come at us with any like fast food ideas. Like, it's no, need, it's got well, to be, it's gotta be relevant. It's got to be
0: relevant. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to keep doing this. I'd yeah, love doing man. This Me stuff. too. Me too. So what has got you moving right now? What's uh what's got you excited? What's got you riled up?
1: Um, so number one, we got playoff football about to start. That's a that's that's a good one. But yeah. on uh on a health kick, man, I actually this is the time of year where I typically take time out to talk to my clients like about goal setting like for the year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like not just not just like for the short term, but like long term. Like what we did right this past year, what we're gonna do better, you know, this 2018, and then what we're gonna set out, like what's the actual goal, like what are we gonna accomplish, you know what I mean? And dude, I have been having the same conversation over and over and over and over again, and I don't even know why, like, I remember the years back, like it was never these kinds of conversations when I was having, because I've always kind of done this, and right now, the prevailing conversation that I've been having, is like accepting where you are currently like that's just it's
0: at least good that people are thinking that and they're like all right you know i just need to be happy with how much progress i've made and just keep going forward rather than obsessing over oh i don't look like this person over here yeah you know i'm not where i want to be i can't see my abs yet
1: that's it, man. And that That's a hard place for people to get to, like, being in a place of acceptance. You know what I mean? And I don't know your personal view on this, but I feel like, especially when it comes to, like, lifestyle change, you can't really start to make any, like, real change until you accept where you're currently at. You know what I mean? I would totally agree. And so I, I i have to have those conversations a lot because people just, they, they want to nitpick this or nitpick that. And it's the simple fact that they just don't want to accept today as it is. You know, like... Oh it's okay. Yeah, you don't feel your greatest self. Like you're not you're not done with this journey or I know you look in the mirror you don't feel great or whatever, but like that's okay today. Like that can change, but you got to accept today in order for us to be different tomorrow. Yeah. You know? No, so, I
0: think that's really good. And then just accepting it and being comfortable in your skin. Yeah. And then being as objective as possible and be A- like what can i do to change this situation absolutely cuz it's too easy to be like oh you know this person over here or you know this person stressed me out or i just got too much time on these other things like well what can you do to be more efficient with your time or absolutely. how could you better manage your stress over these conversations you have with your boss or whatever so absolutely just control what you can control Oh, that's a good one. And the stuff that you can't just—that sounds like a book
1: quote, don't right there. Sweat it. I like it. I've yeah. actually read that before. I think they say control the controllable.
0: Ooh. Yeah. 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 I didn't make it up. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I never heard of that book, but I didn't come up with this thought on my own. I'll admit.
1: Yeah, but that's 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 kind of like the thing I've been talking about the most, man. And um, it's been—I mean—it's humbling for me because I have to. It's something I can remind myself about a lot. You know oh, yeah. what I mean. But it's also something that I really just want to get across to the people because, like, guys, that we did a podcast on standing in your own way, and that's like number one for standing in your own way—just not yeah. being in the place of acceptance. Yeah, yeah, I. Yeah, that is the number one. Yeah, thing for sure,
0: <laughs> for sure. It's just not accepting, you know, who you are, and yeah. just you know, yeah. People sometimes just—I think it's a lot of just comparison to outside influence yeah yeah especially with social media it's too easy to compare and rather just be be
1: you yeah and and optimism man like just being optimistic about your situation like i don't know i know i know how optimistic you are but a lot of people man they just don't want to be optimistic about what's possible you Mm -hmm. know i had i had a person zach tell me that it was impossible for him to be 200 pounds because he's never been that before i'm like how do you even know that you know, well, what that's I mean? not
0: accurate anyway. Right? If you're over 200, there was a day that you were under. <laughs> right? At some point, you were. Yeah, yeah. So and I'm actually, like- I'll even say um, my stepdad, he's a bigger guy. And um, I'm not going to take too much credit, but he lost a bunch of weight um year or two years ago off just like I gave him a book, is pretty much what I did. Yeah. And he took the book. And, you know, it's one thing to give somebody the tools and they actually put them to use. So, uh, he put them to use, and uh, anyway, he lost a bunch of weight. And he was joking, but he was actually being serious, kind of poking fun of himself. But he was proud. He got down to a weight that he hadn't been at since he was in fifth grade. Wow! <laughs> so wow. I mean, like that's he incredible. was obviously a big kid.
1: Yeah, that's incredible, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's incredible.
0: Yeah, that's pretty incredible. Pretty, but it was he was like joking, and I started laughing. I mean, he's laughing at himself because he was so like, if you knew him, he just starts giggling and laughing when he gets excited about things. Yeah, and he, so I didn't know if he was serious or not. He's like, no, I'm being serious. I haven't weighed this much since I was in fifth grade, and I was like, wow, wow, that's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, because he lost like sixty pounds. Wow. I mean, obviously, he was a big fifth grader. Yeah, even if he wasn't overweight. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, um, that's that's totally cool. But yeah, man. Optimism, so you man. can if you're if you're thinking that to yourself, you can get there as long as it's a realistic goal. Of course. Yeah, yeah. It
1: may it just may take more time than others. But you know what? I don't know what you think about this, but like most people aren't like that pessimistic about other things in their life. You know what I mean? Like, you know, whether it be like their weekend plans or their jobs or stuff like that they're not talking down on things like that but when it comes to like living a healthy lifestyle it's always you know like the the negative vibe to it you
0: know what i mean yeah yeah there's definitely people who i would say in general are pretty positive and yeah optimistic and yeah always see that there's an opportunity ahead right. but then when it comes to their health or nutrition they like, like i could never do right that. <laughs> that's it that's I'm what like, i mean well, yeah. yeah you could it's yeah. just like anything else yeah. like if you're a lawyer it took a lot of work to get there like you didn't do it in a day, so... My point exactly, man. <laughs> My point exactly. My point exactly.
1: But, yeah, so that's what's got me moving right now. Um, but what about you? What's got you, what's got you going?
0: Um, not quite as heavy as that, or serious. Mine, and this is a simple little tip that people can put to use, and just a little something uh, that I like to do regularly. As far as meal prepping goes, and this time of year, when it's cold out, it's great. It's just you know for one i'm always all about like hey just spend like two hours or whatever it might be spend a bunch of time at the beginning of the week for me i usually find it's easy to do on a sunday and then you got like the rest of the week set up for you You can just come home and pop something in the microwave or whatever and you don't have to spend any time you do the dishes one time you clean the kitchen one time and the rest of the week is a lot easier and this time of year, you know, I like to eat something hot because it's cold outside. I've been cooking a lot of stews, like chili and stuff. Oh, I made some white chili. Cool. I made some white chili. I I was inspired because I had some at my friend's house like a week ago, and so I went home and made some the next day. But just cooking a bunch of stuff in the slow cooker, and then you know, it's just it's perfect for when it's cold, and um, and you can make a bunch of food at one time. Like I got enough food for. Two people for like five, six days. Now, have you traditionally always prepped
1: meals for that long? Or this is like something new for you?
0: Um, I'll go through phases. Do you? Yeah. I'll go through phases where I'll do it more so than others. Gotcha. Um, It definitely makes it easier throughout the week if you do. Yeah. But I've kind of got myself into just – I enjoy cooking, so it's not something that stresses me out. Yeah. I like to cook, and I like to put food together, and it doesn't really bother me too much. Um, some people whose lives are a little busier, it may be a little more difficult. Yeah. This is a great way to make a. You just pour all the ingredients in and you turn it on and walk away for six to eight hours. Yeah. And you're good. I started my white chili uh, like late afternoon on New Year's Eve and mine has a timer. Yeah. So I set the timer and it just automatically goes to a warm setting. So it's not going to go bad or like, you know, anything like that. And I didn't even do touch it when i came home and i went to bed and the next morning i dealt with it so it was in there for like probably like 16 hours and yeah. it was fine i know what you mean i know what you mean you
1: know what man um on on that same point number one i wrote a blog post about um things that save time in the kitchen so if anybody want to look at that they i remember could, they, yeah you yeah, had they can go to yeah i sure did i
0: had the slow cooker in there um i'm kind of upset because um I got. I've had a slow cooker for a while, but this one I got as a wedding gift, and it's got a timer on it. So I do like that. I have the one with the timer, but like right after I got it, like these InstaPots started blowing up all over the place. I
1: saw that online, but what is an InstaPot? Somebody mentioned you that to like, me before. You can like you can
0: do just normal slow cooker stuff, but you can also do like treat it like a pressure cooker. So you can like make ribs that you would normally cook for like six hours in. 20 minutes. and it, Or so, even like or even like a chili that takes several hours, you could do it in like 30, 40 minutes. Yeah, and I've seen a pressure cooker before, so you're saying that this Instapot does both. Yeah, it's two in one.
1: Now, that's, that's impressive. Talk about saving space in the kitchen. Yeah. Because the slow, my slow cooker versatile. is huge, man. Like I
0: know, and it is kind of big.
1: But that's cool if, if, if you can do two in one because now I don't have to buy a pressure cooker and a slow cooker.
0: Yeah, like you can cook a batch of chili that normally takes 6 to 8 hours in less than an hour. You know what? We need to do a podcast
1: on th- that same that that right there like nutrition Made fast, you know what I mean. So we need to make sure we write all right, that down Alright all right. do Mental a If pod- yeah. we forget, somebody remind. Somebody us. remind. Us. We need to do. A, we need to do a podcast about that because we can bring up everything like rice cookers and stuff like that too. Because a lot of people don't oh, know about and this stuff. What I
0: did, what you know, I'm glad you said that. I have a Uh-oh. rice cooker. Don't
1: give away too much of the podcast. Oh, it's fine. <laughs>
0: Just one little piece. Okay. I, I actually cooked rice separately and since i wanted i needed some carbs in my meal yeah cause all i had was like chicken and right. some some beans veggies and stuff veggies. like that yeah and i added i cooked rice on the side separately and so the rice doesn't get soggy. I oh, add the rice yeah. each individual
1: time. You made, like, your own, like, And I can
0: measure out, like, Lindsay and I don't eat the same amount of carbs at every meal, so I can put however much I want, she can put how much right, she wants. Right, 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 right. We, we need to do a podcast about it. All right, it. we're doing it. So don't give too much away. Quick tips on
1: uh yeah. health and nutrition. Yeah, and, and make it make it quick. Because like, people, most people are on a schedule. You know, they can't do it. You know, one thing that I have done... Um, and I won't give too much away, but I, I make like non-negotiable We're meals. changing
0: the topic right now. <laughs> right, <laughs> non-negotiable I, meals. All right. Yeah. So, it.
1: so same as you, I prep typically um, two meals a week that I'll make for days on end. So I'll I'll make you know on Sundays I'll typically prep my lunch and maybe dinner um for the next five days or so or four days um just depending on when i make it but those are my non-negotiable and then the rest of the day i kind of just you're not gonna be like oh i don't feel like eating that like you you already have
0: a healthy meal that's portioned out and you're like no i'm doing it right i do that too because then it's like if i don't eat it, it's gonna go bad you're gonna waste your money that's right and then also you're probably gonna end up eating out or whatever you got it
1: it it goes to to the same token of you know, the less you have to think about in a day, the more successful you're gonna be. You can you can put that focus on stuff that it really matters. You know what I mean? So that's why I do it because it's just less brain power I need to use for nutrition that I can be focusing on work, training. You know stuff yeah. like that. My relationship. You know stuff that's important. You know. So yeah. Anyways, we get. I don't want to get off. On, give too much of the podcast away. <laughs> I like we're definitely gonna cover that. I didn't. That, that's crazy because me and you never even talked about that off air. No. To even have a podcast I'm about that. Glad you said it out loud now, though.
0: <laughs> so you didn't forget. Um, so the topic today, yes, is uh, we're gonna just kind of go over various styles of training. Yeah. And, um, and we're not gonna say that we think one is right or wrong. We're just gonna maybe name some some pros and some cons of why somebody might consider that and where some holes might be in that style of training and um, just some things to keep in mind. And, again, just do what you like to do. Do what's fun for you and enjoyable because it's going to be sustainable that way. But just know that each of these have some holes. Every last one of them. Yeah, I mean, there's always going to be something. Um, So just know that there's going to be holes in everything you do. Right. Maybe you can just – you know, fill those holes by just adding a little something else into it. Right.
1: I mean, before we get started, I, I know you probably already believe this, but I just want to say it out loud. There is no perfect program.
0: Yeah, just like there's no perfect diet or Right. There's no meal perfect plan. program. Right. It's what works for you. That's right. And your lifestyle. That's right. And you know, I might get results from one thing and someone else might get different results from the same thing. So You got it.
1: And and that's another thing is And I, you might
0: need to play around with it and just test it out.
1: That's right. And and there's no program that you can't adjust or or make it fit to what your goals are at that time you know like you may be doing one style for one year and the next year you may be doing something totally different so I, I just don't want people to get in a mindset where they think that you know what they're currently doing is what they always have to do you know because that's not true
0: yeah of course definitely I mean I I mean I think and that's healthy just mentally like it doesn't you don't get stuck in the monotony of yeah doing the same thing in and out absolutely day in and day out like you you got some variance there so Um, And we'll get into all that. Yeah. So, um, we're going to, I'm going to defer this first one to you since this is um, your area of expertise. Oh,
1: man, you put me on the spot because you didn't go over this with me before. No, no, we kind of did, but uh,
0: I just didn't tell you what the order was. And they're just to uh, uh, let everybody know there's no, these are not listed in any particular order. Right. These are just listed. Like no hierarchy. No, none at all. Yeah. So, um,. We'll go through several of these one, two, three, four, five different styles, and uh, we'll just we'll just say what we think is good about them. Where there might be some holes where we can improve it, and uh, go from there. So first one on the list that I wrote down was bodybuilding.
1: Oh, that is my pride and joy right there. <laughs> I gotta actually poke holes in my own love, huh? That's okay. I can do that. Well,
0: let's. Well, you don't have to. <laughs> we can start off. We can. We'll, we can do it however you want to do it, Kel. No, I, I'll. We can start off by saying all the negative things, and then end it on a positive note, and say what are <laughs> all the things that. Uh, are no, great no. About let's it. let's go with the pros
1: first. Let's go with the pros first. Okay. So, I definitely feel that bodybuilding is great in terms of a programming aspect for the fact that it focuses on building muscle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's one of the more essential. Things that people should look to do, especially as you're going into in terms of like over time, because it's some programs don't have any muscle building type um, movements or, uh, you know, things that you can do to help improve your physique. So I like bodybuilding for that standpoint, for that it's it's so. You know, ingrained that the whole goal is to body transformation. You know what I mean. So I like that aspect of it. Um, another one that I really like about bodybuilding is that it teaches a mind muscle connection. So love that. That's one thing that some some programs don't have a lot of, and the reason why that's important is because most people don't understand that. You know your muscles are dormant unless your brain tells them to do something. You know what I mean. Your muscles don't act like subconsciously. You know what I mean, unless you got like some dehydration, and you got twitches or something like that. But like, if you want a muscle to fire, you tell the brain sends a signal to the muscle to make it do so.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. I'm gonna enter, uh, stop to interrupt you for just a second because go I, right ahead. I love that because like, just for instance, you could be a you know doing a squat. Although you are supposed to work your quadriceps in that that movement, if you're a quad dominant squatter, you're never gonna work your glutes. Yeah. And sometimes people, you know, that might be their goal. They want yeah. they want bigger glutes. They want yeah. that booty. Yeah. So uh, and not, not even just for aesthetics. Like you need strong glutes. Yeah. So um, if you're not activating those muscles properly, you don't have that mind and muscle connection then you may be missing out on the full benefits of that exercise.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, even to go forward from there, if if you don't have if you don't develop a mind muscle connection, you could run yourself the risk of injury down the oh, line. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you may not, like you said, not know how to activate something that, that's very important for that exercise. And obviously your body's gonna compensate to whatever way is it's gonna compensate. So that could that could run the risk of some really bad things happening down the line. Sure. Know? Um, the other thing that I, I love about bodybuilding is that it teaches a person discipline, you know what I mean, in terms of the weight room. Um, so typically a bodybuilding program would be um, a certain amount of sets per body part. You know what I mean? So you typically learn to not show a favorite to, to, to anything that. Um, of certain, like you, you don't have a, a certain aspect of your program that's favored over the other. You know what I mean? So in a bodybuilding program, you know, your focus may be on a, a, a certain body part one day, then the next day may be on a different body part. So it really teaches a person discipline to learn how to train each of those
0: correctly. Um, I, I will make the distinction that you did even phrase it by saying a bodybuilding program, yeah, not just shooting from the hip because i think a lot of people who don't have any knowledge of training yeah but they enjoy training yeah they'll like if they like lifting weights they'll go to a bodybuilding style of workouts absolutely of like movements yeah like oh they're gonna do a bench press or they're gonna do a shoulder press they're gonna do yeah maybe they do a squat but like they will if they're not on a set program that says do this this day, do that that day. Yeah. Then they will default to doing the same few things over yeah. and over. Well, and that's that's before the- I like studied training, I was definitely guilty of that. I had absolutely. I you know I said I was gonna you know hit a little bit of legs. Yeah. But there was definitely like a lot of stuff that I was missing out. Yeah. That you know that's a good point because I
1: do want to say that bodybuilding type workouts is a default to most people start. You know what I mean? Like, that's where they start from because that's what's been the most popular program in fitness over the years. And you know what I mean? Right. If it wasn't so, for Arnold Schwarzenegger, right. we wouldn't even be sitting here right, right now. Right, right, So that's the default for most people. So, like, your default system would be, oh, I'm going to go do chest this day and legs this day and back this day or whatever, right? Like, that's the default. So, like, yeah, if you're not running a bodybuilding program, you're definitely running the risk of falling into that that trench that you just talked about mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, most those definitely. But in terms of, like, big pros... Those are my big pros for, for bodybuilding.
0: Yeah, I think for any of these next ones that we're going to uh, start talking about, building muscle, you're going to need a certain level of strength for any of them. Yeah. Um, whatever you might be going into. It, yeah. It's always good to have a base yeah. of – Foundation. Foundation yeah. of just baseline strength. And sculpting the body is kind of how you phrase that next one. I think is really it kind of plays into what you said. You're not going to leave any holes because, I mean – if you were just doing upper body all day, you're going to look like that top heavy. You got it. Person who's got the bird it. legs. You got it. Nobody wants that, right? Nobody wants that. So if you're talking about sculpting the body to look as best as it possibly can, you're going to need to do it. Absolutely. All of it, even Absolutely. if it may not be your favorite exercise. but right. You're going to need it's to do it. It's important, right? Yeah. And then the mind to muscle connection. I mean. That's my favorite one that you said Not to say that any of the others are r- r- more I know what you Right mean. or wrong right. That's my favorite one Because I think in, um, in other aspects Other styles of training People don't learn that And then they don't They're like oh why can't I do a pull up Like well you know If you've actually done like lat pull downs On a machine like you're forced To make that connection Like you don't have an option You're not pulling the thing down It's not moving if you don't
1: So true <laughs> so true so true.
0: No, I love them all. So let's go over the
1: cons. I mean, I, I definitely can poke some holes in, in bodybuilding for sure. Um, the number one con I think for bodybuilding programs is that they don't have a traditional strength focus. You know what I mean? Like, so let's let me let me let me phrase it a different way. Just because a person has cartoon like muscles or they're ripped to shreds or whatever, right? That doesn't necessarily mean that person is strong. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So since they don't have a very good strength focus, a lot of times a person can have um, a lot of misfortune when it comes to, like, joint strength, ligament strength, you know yeah. what I mean? Because there'll be certain positions that they're just really weak in because they never really train strength in certain, in certain shapes. You know what I mean? So let's just say... A person has huge back, big arms, good legs or whatever, but Zach, they could suck at deadlift. Yeah. And I think that's a whole, right? I think that's a whole. Because you should be able to deadlift a certain amount no matter what. Or you should be able to squat a certain amount no matter what, right?
0: And so if you don't ever practice on or work on your strength, then, yeah, you could have an awesome physique. Yeah, you could sculpt your body and but not be, yeah. you know.
1: You can do it all on, on leg press. You yeah, never you have could, to pick up a bar yeah, yeah, yeah. in your life. You know what I mean? So they, I, and, and I've seen that over the years. And, I, and and what happens, Zach, is that a lot of people have a lot of injuries that come from that because they never really worked on building that strength base mm-hmm. is, is what I call it. Um. So, yeah, that's one of the biggest holes that I just definitely want to point out there.
0: Yeah, I would say um first one that comes to mind for me is we just had an episode about it is cardio. Absolutely. Because if you are good at just sculpting, I mean, for one, I mean, maybe you got good genetics to begin with, but also even if you don't, if you're good, if you've got, you're got, you on a good program and you've got excellent nutrition and diet, you could look amazing, but you can't run a 10-minute mile, you can't run a 12-minute mile, or you're huffing and puffing, you got, I mean, you could even have like actual heart health issues, but look great. So the cardio is the first thing that comes to mind for me. The engine. The engine. Yeah. You you look like a million bucks, but you'll run out of gas real quick.
1: Yeah, I agree. And, and like we said, if you haven't listened to that podcast, definitely go check it out. But, um, yeah, cardio is very, very important. And I would say that
0: most bodybuilders avoid doing it for the most part. And it makes sense. If the smart bodybuilders, their reasoning for like – Unless they're, like, at competition week or nearing it, like, they want to rely on their body burning calories without it to the best of their ability. Absolutely. Through their nutrition and building lean mass. Absolutely. Because otherwise, if you're doing it at the beginning of your program and you need to cut down those last few percentage of – like, you're going to be spending two hours a day plus your resistance training at the end of your program. You're like, right. You're going to be training for three, four hours a day. So yeah i get it if that's your sport like you don't even want to do it at right. the beginning you want to keep it to as, as minimal as possible most of the yeah, time yeah to a minimum yeah so yeah. that when you start getting those last few percentage points yeah you got something else to go after absolutely but it
1: is a definitely hole in, in the program because they, they end up suffering for it in terms of recovery heart health stuff like that so yeah i 100 I agree with you yeah um all right so you want to move on then you know what? I think that's probably the I think that's the biggest con. Those are the two biggest cons for bodybuilding programming. Um,
0: so, yeah, I think we're – I'll add one more. Um, mobility, which kind of goes back to what you are saying about yeah, maybe yeah. like a deadlift. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there's super strong yeah. people who can, you know, shoulder press or overhead press a ton of weight, but – They you can't cho- put their hands behind their back. They can't put their hands behind their back. I mean, I actually <laughs> – I literally have seen a video of a guy – who huge guy yeah you know great physique yeah he literally had to have his brother help him put a shirt on absolutely he, he lived with his brother his brother would have to help him put a shirt yeah on. yeah it's crazy yeah i know exactly what you mean so yeah there's definitely some issues with flexibility um it is. range of motion in those joints it is so. it is
1: but it's also because bodybuilding programming isn't um it doesn't have to form every shape that the that the joint is capable of yeah so you end up running a risk of having some mobility issues down the line because hey guess what use it or lose it you know mm-hmm. what i mean if you're not going to use the mobility that we were given then it goes away because the
0: body adapts and it's going to get harder and harder to regain that the older you get i mean it's possible it. but you're gonna have to put a lot of effort into a lot it. of work a yeah. lot of work yeah a lot of work uh, so next one on the list, we got powerlifting. So for anyone who may or may not be uh, know the difference, powerlifting is different from bodybuilding. Bodybuilding is more of just sculpting the body. Yeah. Like you think of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yep. I mean, that's the number one. Muscular high perch. Everyone knows who that's Arnold right. is. Yep. So building actual muscular size and sculpting the shapes of those muscles. Yeah. Symmetry, all that.
1: And powerlifting would be uh, focused on just the big three. Just
0: pure, pure strength. Just how the, much can you lift? On the big three. On the big three. The yep. big three would be bench press, squat, deadlift. Absolutely. So all, literally the goal is just to build up those numbers. How much can you lift? There, How much you bench? There's a whole That's website right. dedicated That's right. to it. That's how much right. you bench? That's right. Powerlifting is literally three lifts. I mean, you will do some of those accessory work to but build not, up But not those. much. Right. Not a ton. Yeah. Not a ton. So powerlifting. Um, what are the pros for you? The pros, I mean, I think focusing on the big three yeah. at the beginning of a – Talk about building a foundation, Someone's right? training age. Like training age is just how long have you been training. Like, right. For me, I started training when I was 14. Right. So, you know, but there could be someone my same exact biological age whose training age is, you know, one. Yeah. So um, – Early in your training age, when you're in your early years, those big three can go a long
1: way. Yeah. And you know what? You can do them for a long time and see progression. You know what I mean? Like having the minimal effective dose, like doing the least least things possible in the gym to see good results. You can do those three for a long
0: time when you're just starting out training. And I think all age groups should do some sort of. Um, some variation Variation of all those So like a bench press Big a horizontal press Right Some variation You can do it I mean if you're I'm not going to have someone Putting the barbell Like laying down Putting the barbell over top of them If they're 65 years old They've never done it before But yeah. you can do it on a machine Absolutely You can do it like an incline push up um, you know, deadlift. If something gets delivered to your house, you got to pick up the package off the front porch. So, Absolutely. deadlift right there. Absolutely. You need to be able to do some sort of deadlift and um, squat. Yep. You got to go to the bathroom. You're going to have to squat down. Yeah. Yeah. So, everyone needs to practice those three. Big three movements. And now, do you need to squat 400 pounds? No, it's not necessary to squat 400 pounds. It's not necessary to deadlift you know, huge amounts of weight. But there's a certain amount that is necessary to get through everyday function of life. And so, those three are very good exercises to start a program with. I agree. I agree. Um,
1: another one that I want to point out for powerlessness that's, that's a pro is attention to detail. Because now that you only are, you have a primary focus. Uh, it's not, let's say, it's not a grand goal of, oh, I just want to build muscle like bodybuilding, right? You have a primary focus of getting really stupid strong hmm. at three movements. So your your ability to pay attention to detail is a lot greater because your focus is is a lot narrower. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I think that a lot of if you if you ever seen a lot of powerlifters, like elite powerlifters, man, their attention to detail is so. Uh, great because they're really focused on making that movement perfect. You know what I mean? Um, and I just think that goes that can take you a long way because then you really learn the science. You learn the ability to pro- perform at max effort for one single repetition. Yeah. Um. I just think I think that goes to show that 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 person could have a lot of focus in other things in life. You know what I mean? Because they're able to like have that narrow edge focus on one thing at a
0: given time. Yeah. So I think that's a, that's, a, that's yeah. Good yeah thing. So there's a. There's a benefit that goes outside the gym. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's great. Yeah. Um, So cons, um, you could say the same thing that you did about the bodybuilding as far as cardiovascular work. Yeah. You know what, Zach? I don't know. You you... know what I don't like? A stigma is like, oh, I'm trying to get strong so I can't do any cardio. Yeah. You definitely can. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to lose my muscle. Your muscle's not going to melt away if you started jogging a little bit. Yeah.
1: And (laughs) and I want to point this out, man, because you would be able to relate to this a lot. Up until recently, I'm going to say 2013, maybe five years ago, powerlifters were known for really being out of shape. You know what I mean? Like not having good engines that or we talked about. You see those
0: giant dudes yeah. and who are just eating everything. That's right. It wasn't,
1: it wasn't anything that was really relatable to a lot of people because powerlifters were just kind of like – a, a niche where they didn't care about nutrition yeah. um
0: and other things like that so what yeah what, you you see that in that documentary uh what was that one with ct fletcher um, yeah like he, the dude literally was told by his doctor he was a power lifter like you might have a heart attack in the middle of your workout yeah, if you continue doing that's this. right and he said he's like i would eat McDonald's two yeah. three times a day. He's like, that was the norm. He's like, I did not have any regard for my nutrition. It was just all how many calories can I get in because I need to get bigger. That
1: was the norm, and I and I want to say that uh, CrossFit was a savior of powerlifting. You know what I mean? Um, cross, we're gonna get to that, but CrossFit brought in the big three movements. Though um, they brought in those shapes. You know what I mean? They brought in the squat shape. They brought in uh, horizontal pressing, and they brought back um, deadlifting and they kind of brought the notion of you can be in incredible shape and still be super strong. Yeah, you know what I mean. You can
0: have really great max lifts on right, those, right. And then still, right. you know, be able to run as well. Right, and, you know, have cardio and there.
1: There would not be, be powerlifting healthy. today. There would not be powerlifting today if it wasn't for CrossFit. Like there would, it would be non-existent to be honest with you. People because people are just more and more health conscious. Well, and, they- and back back five years ago, Zach, there wasn't even a raw powerlifting sanction. It was only equipped. So, like, you could only lift with gear. You know what I mean? Like, in terms of – when I say gear, not like – um, steroids. I mean, like gear. Like they actually make suits yeah. to help you lift big weights. You know what I mean? And that was the biggest thing in the back in the day was lifting in gear. But when CrossFit came around, these guys were lifting in knee sleeves. Hard. So now they
0: got like the raw power lifters. That's the
1: biggest thing, right? They don't they You don't see people wearing squat suits and and yeah. deadlift suits. And I've bench never used suits. any of those, but I've heard you've that, heard like, of them before. You
0: literally can't even put your arms down. That's right. You can't bend your arms because the suits are so tight. That's so right. When you, the weight comes down. You almost have to. Have a certain amount of weight to you get your the bar down to your chest. That's right. And it almost kind of springs you back That's up. That's
1: right. It does. It does. And the same for all the rest of them. They they really help with a lot of hip strength. You know what I mean? Um, But like I was saying, it, until CrossFit was was here, 2007, 2009 or whatever, bodybuilding, I mean, not bodybuilding, powerlifting had no raw events. I mean, they. it was a, probably the smallest thing you could even imagine in terms of people that would even sign up for it. You know what I mean? But now – that's what it is. I mean, you all you see is raw powerlifting, raw this, raw that, raw that, and now they have the highest prevalence of females in the in the in that sport, and the highest prevalence of just raw lifters in
0: that sport. I love seeing, thanks to CrossFit, I love seeing uh, females, especially if it's like a a good looking female, and I'm like, this girl just benched or squatted how much weight and she looks like that like that is proof like you're not going to start like looking huge and muscular and cartoonish just from lifting heavy weights like there's there's a there's actually a gal that i follow on instagram she's super cute and she has the world record in bench press for i mean obviously for someone her size yeah and and squat like she squats more than i do she weighs 30 pounds less than me and she's a cute girl it's like yeah all right she's not like muscular like yeah she's I have to look her up and show you because this girl is impressive. I know what you mean, and that's that's another
1: con. I mean, that's another pro too. That's another positive benefit of powerlifting that we didn't mention is the fact that everybody can do it. Yeah, and they
0: even have competitions till like. I mean, eight, if you wanted to compete, 80 years old if you wanted yeah, to yeah that's awesome I yeah. love seeing that yeah. stuff so that I think that's cool. a
1: great thing about powerlifting too because since it's only focused on the big three every anybody can get strong with that you know what I yeah. mean it's not like you have to be super super fit like for CrossFit games or you have to have great genetics for bodybuilding but yeah you don't have to have um, great genetics that's right you can get strong with those if you just want to apply I mean, yourself and work hard some people
0: have genetics that are more inclined to get them stronger but right, right. muscle Right, but you can, still, you can still create your best self by, by oh, getting yeah. in powerlifting yeah, for sure Get a, go a long way which kind of feeds into that discipline and like you're seeing progress and yeah. like so let's stay on track and follow this program and keep at it because you can already see progress and it's very measurable yep um so cool I, I, the cons um similar to bodybuilding and, and i mean you got cardiovascular yeah many of the people aren't doing it no not all of them no but many of them are not yeah um,
1: it's not well-rounded in terms of having a lot of accessory movements. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like you, Wh- which ahead. could
0: help, you know, prevent like maybe some back pain or you got hip it. pain. You got it. You got, pain. it. you got
1: it. You got it. Since they, since they, they don't do a lot of like rowing mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. So you, you'll see some holes in program because they don't focus on anything other than things that help them get better at those, three. at those three things. Yeah. Right. So you, you run the risk of not having a very well-rounded program, um, and so you run the risk of having a lot of weaknesses in your in your program and in your physique and in your you know fitness overall like yeah. in your fitness you have a good a
0: big hole you're really good at one thing and that's just pushing weight you got it you got it you got it um, so um,
1: the rep ranges is another thing that's that, that they they're typically bad at so you don't have a lot of good endurance you know oh yeah I mean? so because you might not ever work out of rep ranges higher than 10. Um, and when you're getting ready for a competition or a meet, you may not work out of repetitions higher than, than triples than yeah. three, you know. So you, you really don't have a very well rounded approach when it comes to your fitness, you know.
0: Um. So kind of a good segue here because you said not very well rounded, very yeah. inclusive. The next one on the list is CrossFit, and they pride themselves on. Not being great at everything, but being good at everything. Right, because they'll basically say, if you're the number one power lifter in the world, if you got the best squat in the world for someone your size, then you're probably leaving out some holes somewhere else. Like, how good are you at running a mile? Or, yeah. So they pride themselves on doing everything and um, taking everything into consideration because it's the sport of being fit. Like, and if you're gonna measure fitness, you gotta try and include as many possible things as you can yeah so for pros they're trying they're always adding more things into what you see um at the actual level of competition and even at the lower level at your local gyms and boxes and um so they're constantly trying to add more in and add awareness to things that maybe people weren't using before whether it's a certain implement like a, a dumbbell. Um, recently that's become more popular in those worlds. Um, or, you know, mobility, they put a lot of focus on mobility. So, um, that's definitely a, a pro. Um, it, it does help you build some strength cause we already kind of touched on it. You know, there is a certain level of absolute strength that, you know, you need to that have it, Yeah. And, um, they definitely will test your endurance. So um, your, your speed, agility, balance. So they, they try and include as many things as possible. And probably at some point somebody will say, hey, what about this? And they like, oh, yeah, you're right. We don't do that. And yeah. next year it will be there. Yeah. So that is definitely the, the pros in my, in my book. Um, outside the gym, I think it really gives people, um, and we've talked about this a handful of times, a sense of community like you know they're not just going in there with their headphones on and not talking to anybody they're they're interacting with one another each and every time they go walk into the gym and they're you know they become connected on another level and then um and everyone who's there is always um it's they're always there to be encouraging to others and cheer each other on so Um, It's very motivating and it's a positive environment for the most part. There's always going to be exceptions to, you know, rules like that. But as a general whole, I would say that they're, you know, inspiring, encouraging, open to having anybody of all fitness levels come and join them and they can scale it to however that person might need while still doing all the same movements. Yeah, I
1: think that one of the biggest pros to CrossFit is that it's scalable. I would say that that's probably the biggest one for me is that not only do you get, you know, pretty good at a lot of things, but it's scalable to all, all levels. You know what I mean? Like you could take your your, you know, mother – that's never worked out before and make it scalable for her. Yep. And you could also make it hard for someone like yourself who's been working out their whole life. And y'all could be doing the exact same workout next to each other, but be scaled to your fitness level. And I think that's one of the most amazing things about CrossFit that they've actually tried to be more inclusive rather than exclusive. You know what I mean? And I I think that's one of the, mo- the biggest benefits.
0: Um. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And uh, another thing that I like to kind of bring up is I totally just lost my train of thought. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> it'll um, probably come back to it'll, me.
1: Yeah, it'll definitely come back. I, I also think that um, CrossFit – you didn't really dive into this too, too much, but CrossFit includes all – different types of sports, whether it be gymnastics. Um, they have a little bit of weightlifting. They have a little bit of powerlifting. So they do include um, calisthenics in terms of, like, body weight stuff. They do include all different types, I guess. Let's, I, I don't say sport. They, they include different forms of, of movement, um, which I think is really cool too.
0: Yeah, and one other thing I like to, uh, on that same note, by, by doing including those other things, In the definition and in um, the founder of CrossFit's 100 words of CrossFit, how he defines it, in there he even says, learn and play new sports. So, like, okay, it's great that you can do all this stuff in the gym, but, like, don't come here seven days a week. Like, we want you to use your fitness to something else that you enjoy on, you know, outside the gym. So whether that's, you know... Going to uh, a le- uh, softball league, like you don't need to practice volleyball. I mean, uh, softball to go play with your friends. You can just you'll be in pretty good shape by going there three, four days a week. That you can enjoy those things, or if you wanted to play, pick up a uh, pick up game of touch football with your kids on Thanksgiving Day. Like you can, you're already in pretty good shape in enough of those areas that you'll be able to take part in it. So learn and play new sports. So it's it's, it's a fun thing, and that can be taken from any age group yeah i mean teenagers all the way up to people in their 60s and 70s yeah um and i remembered what i was gonna say everything is repeatable and measurable so we're i think uh one of the ones that's listed down here below not everything is measurable so you don't really know if you don't really know how much better you were today than you were six months ago then how do you know if your program's working So, I mean, there's definitely bad programs of people who practice CrossFit, but um, if you'll know, because it's measurable, whether or not you're improving or not. So um, I love that it's repeatable and measurable, even if it's, okay, I scaled this workout last time, and it took me 10 minutes. Well, this time it only took 10 minutes and 15 seconds. Yeah, it was 15 seconds longer, but I did it the more challenging variation. You know you improved. Your work capacity was more. So um there's the pros um cons i will say i'll start it off by saying and this these first two so, somewhat go hand in hand for someone who's brand brand new they haven't trained before and this is how they jump in was with crossfit during some things and i used this as an example earlier you don't create that mind and muscle connection so the example i used before was doing a pull-up i see a lot of people who are Pretty strong, and they've they've got good endurance, and they can do a lot of um, you know CrossFit workouts pretty well. But then they you know they can do like a kipping pull up, but they never can do a strict pull up. They just never get it. And they say, oh, I don't have that. Uh, I can't activate my lats. Well, you've never really worked on it. So how could you expect to be good at activating your lats if you've never actually done isolating exercises to isolate the one muscle group? And in the constantly varied portion of CrossFit because everything's changing continuously. Although you are like working on the big three and there's definitely things you're going to repeat. Sometimes you might go a period of time without repeating it, you know, very frequently. Like, um, you know, maybe a, one of the things like they would do is like a jump rope double unders it's a skill that people will will, you know try and strive for and work at well if you only do it once every three weeks like you're not gonna be that great at anything you only do you know twice a month or once a month so in some of these other programs like bodybuilding and powerlifting you're repeating the same exact movement so frequently that you can improve on really quickly so if you want to get a big squat well you're gonna have to do it more than you know once every 10 days, like you're going to have to do that once a week, maybe twice a week. So, um, being that it's constantly varied, if you're done in a good program, you could miss out on things. or not doing them frequently enough to where it's going to take a really long time to develop a skill, if at all. I love it, man. Um, you know,
1: you actually took my two out of (laughs) right out of my mouth, uh, the neurological component, which is huge. And I was going to say developing a skill, a skill set for lifting. You know what I mean? Like, and it just, you talked about it a little bit, but yeah, if you, if you're not really working on the actual skill, because lifting is absolutely going to improve your fitness. And I think that's what CrossFit is very, very good for, improving your fitness. You know what I mean? Um, but it doesn't really break down the skill set of lifting a lot. You know what I mean? Um, because a person isn't going to repeat that same movement for maybe a, 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 another week or so like that when in a bodybuilding program piloting program you're going to be repeating the same workouts over and over and over like and the over same again. exact stuff the and, same exact it, stuff you
0: know and that's why some people like bodybuilding and that's why some people don't like it absolutely true they like that constantly varied stuff yeah. cuz it just never gets boring that's and monotonous. right. but it, there is a point where it, you're like right well, hey, it becomes something they're that's, like, yeah. "Hey, like you know, another gymnastics skill that like, that definitely is a skill." There's some really strong people who can't do a ring muscle up. If you don't know what a muscle up is, you go from a dead hang and you pull yourself all the way up, so you're you're hoisting yourself on top of whether it's the rings or a, or a bar or a bar, right? but and that's there's a lot of skill involved now in you can be super strong but if you don't have the skill you're never going to get there right and if you only practice it every Once couple a months yeah month. and like people all the time will like come during a competition or like the open and be like oh how am i going to do this I'm like well, you can't be upset with yourself if you haven't done it in four months. Like, right? What other things are you good at that you try three absolutely. times a year? Absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, you got. You're going to have to repeat things, yeah, exercise and movements to get really, really skillful at.
1: Them. Absolutely. So, absolutely.
0: Um, moving on. Oh, I, um, I got one more. Okay.
1: Um, I this and this goes for all three of the ones we just mentioned. They don't include a lot of um, different planes of movement. Which means that some of them don't really focus on like rotational, rotational movement, rotational um, movement, moving backwards or anything like that. You know what I mean? I, and that's all three of them. That's not just CrossFit, but I think all three of them have a whole. Yeah, I would say all those that, that we've yeah. Mentioned they so just far. don't. They just don't prioritize moving in different planes. And when I say plane, y'all, I just mean by um, your body moving in every single direction that is possible. Yeah. Um. So you. So you. So then you still have some weaknesses because you may be very bad at at rotating your hips, and that may be something that you need to work on. And so all of those programs don't focus on that. They're either moving straight up and down or forward and backward. You yep. know what I mean? So, yeah, I just want to point that out.
0: Yeah. No, that's, that's a really good one. I'm glad that you brought that up because that is important for sure. Um, so next one I have is just running. I mean, we t- talked about on the cardiovascular um, topic that this is a place where a lot of people start yeah they, they've never lifted a weight before it intimidates them they don't want to go to the gym maybe they can't even afford a gym membership so this is where they start is hey i'm gonna just start running i'm gonna start walking or jogging because all you really need is a pair of sneakers and can go outside and do it um so the pros i already said it it's a low barrier of entry you don't need a ton of skill even though there are some skills to it like to help keep you safe and if you want to do it at a high level there is a skill to it you can go start today for free you can go start today for free and there's nothing really holding you back and um, you're not really at a ton of risk of getting hurt if you've got bad joints as it is maybe it's not the best option that'll be you know one of our our, our fallbacks uh, we'll get to those in a second but for uh positive some pros here i mean low barrier of entry yep you're definitely wor- get, um, increasing your heart
1: health. De- most definitely. I mean, talk about the biggest benefit is going to be you increasing your cardiovascular fitness for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember the, like the Couch to 5K was like a big thing, you know, back in like yeah, maybe like ten years ago, yeah, two thousand two or three or somewhere around there, um, and that was a huge thing, man. And it was it was so good because it could get a person that had never really done anything before to start moving again and that and so running is very good for the simple fact that it can just get you to start doing Doing something something. right right it doesn't require you to have a membership it doesn't require you to know anything you know what i mean so like you don't have to like possess a certain skill or anything like you can just get up put some good shoes on and just go yeah um so i love it for that for that purpose yeah i agree um i think the euphoric effect we got to mention that because i think that's something that's to be to be talked about
0: a little bit absolutely Um, i mean to talk about that runner's high yeah yeah and i've experienced it before i mean actually i did it yesterday it's like I wasn't in a bad mood before by any means, but afterwards, like, yeah, I was tired, but then like 30 minutes, hour afterwards, I'm like, I almost have more energy, I'm in a better mood, I'm like, you can't shut me up, (laughs) and it's just like, you've got more energy throughout your day when you do something like that, and I mean, I think all of these, you you do have more energy throughout your day, but I think running, um, you experience that more so, and maybe sooner into your training age earlier into your training age to where you've got energy throughout the rest of your day yeah so like maybe you worked out in the morning or around your lunch hour and you could go about the whole day just fine you don't have like those crashes go home do a couple chores and then once you get into it a little bit maybe not it's going to happen right away but i got energy all day and then like when i want to go to sleep i can just turn it off absolutely and i'll sleep through the night yeah and i think that's like Probably, you know, a lot of people, middle-aged people and older's, like, biggest issue is, like, they're tired during the day and then they can't sleep at night. And, I mean, that's huge. Yeah, no. Just doing that alone, having more energy during the day and be able to sleep through the night, you're going to feel like a new person already. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another, I think another
1: pro is um, it can be a high sense of achievement, you know what I mean, for, yeah. for people. Because you can go from running, you know, let's just say a month, and you can go into a 5K and do – Traditionally pretty good.
0: You yeah, know what I, mean? I would agree with that and it is measurable. Absolutely, and Absolutely. Clearly, it's repeatable because I mean you're doing one thing. Yeah. yeah, and you're doing it over and over and over again It's yep. probably the most repeatable of out, out of any of the ones we mentioned. Yeah, yeah for sure um, So I think achievement
1: can can you your high because it can really help give you confidence. self-esteem. Yeah help self-esteem so Yeah, I, li-
0: I like it for that reason And if you're on a good program for endurance I mean if in four weeks six weeks eight weeks, you can notice some huge changes yeah. as far, like, I'm not even talking about your your body composition, but just your times on. Yeah. And even if you are currently working out, but you just focused on that one thing, you would notice a huge difference really absolutely. quickly. Your body adapts pretty fast when it's
1: when it's under that kind of stress over and over Yeah, like
0: strength can. Yeah. can take some time to build. Yeah. Not can, it will take some time to build.
1: Cardiovascular fitness can come a little faster. Yes, absolutely. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, and then I just mentioned it. Uh, body composition. It's a great way to burn more calories. To burn calories, yeah. Manually burn calories. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you could go for, you know, a thirty-minute jog, and I mean, you're a couple hundred calories down yeah. already. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't take a
1: lot of time. You have to drive anywhere or nothing like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, cons. I we I got some big ones on this one.
0: Um, so, I I kind of know the direction you're gonna go. You already know what I'm gonna say. You didn't tell me, but I already know what you're gonna say. But uh, one thing I will say. I mentioned that it was repeatable i'd say that can be a a drawback because those repeated just over and over and over and over again that can especially if you're in the older population and you haven't been doing much that can be hard on your ankles knees hips back yeah um feet so that, that wear and tear adds up a little quicker because you're absolutely. only doing one thing yeah. over. I mean, just think about if you counted each and every step you took on a 30-minute jog or walk. It's a lot. Yeah, absolutely. When if you're you know talking about uh powerlifting, well, I did um five sets of three today. Yeah. So yeah. you got 15 repetitions right. compared to thousands. Know, thousands. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Yeah.
1: I would, I would agree with that 100%. Um, I want to add something to that and say that uh, although it can be very beneficial metabolically, in terms of you burning calories, that can also be a detriment. So it's almost like all the positives in running could also be negatives, too. You yeah, know if you mean? take it to the extreme. Yeah, it's so like it, it can be very detrimental to, your, to you metabolically as well because of the simple fact that since you're going to be utilizing so many calories during that run and things like that, that you could possibly, and you're not doing anything to help the body hold on to this muscle tissue that you have, then you could possibly start to lose it. And that's for the simple fact that the body has no need for it metabolically anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Muscle is metabolically expensive. So if you're going to be running, your body is going to adapt by utilizing it um, as for energy at some point in time. And that's typically why you don't see really huge, you know, huge runners. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I'm talking like people that are actually runners. You don't see very like huge fit runners. It doesn't exist because it's, it's metabolically taxing.
0: Yeah, the, absolutely. You get it to a point where you've burned your fat and it starts eating away at your muscle it has for to. energy. Yeah, it has to. It has no reason for the muscle to stay around anymore. Your body's always going to adapt to the stresses that you're putting it. You got on. it. So if you're running all the time, your body's going to be like, what am I doing with all this extra mass? <laughs> Let's get rid of I it. I need to be as light as I possibly can. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you yeah. can see like 30-year-old men who weigh like 135 pounds. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Look, 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 at Boston Marathoners whenever they come on TV or yeah, something like that. Yeah, the ones who
0: cross the finish line at the beginning. Yeah, they look skeletal. Yeah, and I'm
1: and I give it. I give them all the credit, saying they're they they're. they're extremely fit. dedicated and, yeah yeah and I, I respect the hell out of them, but i'm just saying that if your goal is to uh like vitality live a long time stuff like that you want to be very protective of that muscle tissue because once you lose it it's very very hard uh, and takes a lot of time to get back so uh, that's why running is not a well-rounded program because it doesn't protect the one thing that you really need to ensure life long time
0: yeah know, right? independence yeah for sure
1: yeah yeah that's great um Another con
0: for running, <sighs> I would say, um, doing it too much. Yeah, you could. I mean, for one, hold on, let's take a step back real quick. The metabolic thing—you're manually burning a ton of calories when yeah. you run. So if you step back from running, you could like put that, yourself. That's a good one. You could. Put I know yourself where you're going to, with that. Your, You could put yourself to a point where, like, now you're going to start putting on weight pretty quick. Right, 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 right. And it's
1: because now you you don't have anything to buffer that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Your body has gotten used to the stimulus of you utilizing those calories during that activity. Yeah. That If it's no
0: longer there anymore. Because your body's going to try and, you know, you're probably going to be eating a lot of calories. Oh, yeah. Some of those runners eat a ton. Yeah, absolutely. And you're used to eating a ton, and your body can do it when you're in practice. But when you're not, and you continue to eat the same way, like. You're not manually burning off yeah. a thousand calories a day or whatever. You're right. Huge difference. That's a huge difference.
1: Yeah, that's a good one, man. And that's, th- yeah, that's a great one. I, I, w- I don't have anything else to put on, on that one, but that's
0: yeah, that's. A great I think. One. Uh, lastly, I'll just say, going too hard too often can be uh, a stress on your body to where your your cortisol levels yeah it could be are, your play yeah, uh, yeah. spike up yeah and then you're talking about some another whole bunch of issues yeah so, yeah um I mean it's it's one of those things that's probably one that you'd have to take it to a real extreme yeah yeah, real extreme to yeah. really see that yeah, I just think runners should have to be careful
1: that's all you gotta be very very careful with and
0: it. I know they get that high and they wanna like that it's runner's addicting. high it's addicting Yeah. so then they're like and even if, if time permits like they will do it every day because yeah. they love it which is great that they found something that they love yep. and it's a healthy habit yep but if you're doing it every single day, it can become unhealthy real it, quick. It can, yeah. yeah. So you need to like limit yourself and program rest days and respect the rest days. Yeah. So, um, last one I got on here is hit high intensity interval training. Super popular. Very much so. Um, kind of caught steam again here recently. Yeah, I would say it's definitely pretty popular right now. Yeah. Um. And there's a lot of pros to it. I'll, I'll just get it started by saying um, a couple right off the top of my head and I'm sure you'll piggyback um, um, there is it's very good as far as time I mean you can get a great hit workout in 10 minutes so because it's high intensity and you got intervals so you could do the same exercise in every interval take take a little breather do it again do it again do it again maybe you, you could get 200 squats in in 10 minutes like in the type of workouts at those things of the way that they're programmed. Um, so it's very high intensity for short bouts of time. I mean, you could go longer, but, um, the most bang for your buck for just time. I mean, that's the way to do it. Yeah. You're going to burn the most amount of calories, especially if someone's like, Hey, I do not have time to work out like that. Be the way I would start them off. Yeah, yeah. Most bang. I mean, that's probably the biggest
1: con. I mean, the biggest pro possible for hit is bang for your buck. Yeah. In terms of burning the most amount of calories in the shortest period of time. Yep. Uh, I I agree wholeheartedly. I I want to say that you increase um, the possibility of you having a lower resting heart rate uh probably the best out of anything that we've mentioned before yeah in terms of hit you know what i mean because hit is kind of like your metabolic conditioning yeah for, for stuff like that so you you really do increase your chances of having a, a really h- healthy heart a very efficient heart
0: yeah stuff like that with with hit training too. absolutely yeah um i will say it it's pretty good about working in a lot of variety there's usually, even though I used an example previously of just doing the same exercise each and every interval, that's um, probably less likely the case for most of the time. Um, you're probably doing you know 30 seconds of one exercise, take a little breather, 30 seconds of a different exercise and just doing it that way and maybe working in, you know you could do it with one or you can do it with 10. So generally people do it with you know four, five, six exercises at a time. So there's a lot of variety, and people get real creative with this stuff. So, yeah. generally speaking, you're working in all planes—you know, sagittal plane up and down, frontal plane front front to back, and then um, transverse, transverse, which you're doing—you know—yeah, m- multiple, multiple. Of those at the same time. Yeah, so absolutely, I, I agree with that, man. Um,
1: I think that the variety adds for a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to push yourself really hard, see what you're kind of made of. You and know you, what you mean? still
0: can get a little bit of that. Uh, those endorphins released like a absolutely running high. yeah absolutely absolutely um people definitely get addicted to this stuff too oh
1: yeah big big time almost to the point where i think it's like it's the, detrimental yeah 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 you know the one of the con, are we talking about cons yet um are you good on are you good on the pros
0: i think i'm pretty good on i mean it's very there's a lot of variety you can you get a lot biggest of bang, bang for, for your, your buck. buck yeah um, um it's, it's definitely body the, the heart you body can, composition is yeah, a good you can one lose some weight for sure definitely
1: definitely great. um I think that's all for me. I don't have any more pros yeah. for that one. Um, in terms of cons, I would say that the recovery aspect, Zach, is so big, man. I just think that uh, people don't think about it enough and put enough emphasis on that. You got, you only get better from what you can recover from. And, and, and like you said, people, they make their whole program up of this stuff that they just never recover from day to day. They end up having these bouts where they're just still banged up from the previous session, but they still want to go to it again. It's stuff like
0: that. I you want to speak on that a little bit? I think bit? that cortisol levels where it's just a constant stress on your body. Yeah. And people get addicted to it and they never properly recover. Yeah. And that, so I, I definitely agree with what you said. Um, I would say there is, I mean, you could do this a lot of ways, but I would say mo- the way that you see it perform most commonly, it's not a great form of exercise for s- the older populations. hmm or people who currently have joint pain or even have an injury. Like what if you've already had a knee injury in the past? Like there's usually a lot of jumping around and stuff like that. So it can be, it can be a little bit harder for someone to get started with, or if they've had previous uh, nagging injuries or just, you know, they just something they've dealt with in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, that definitely can, can be a, a, a reason to stay away from it. Um, I would say it doesn't build up a ton of strength. No. Like you can get like super thin almost to the point where it's too much. Yeah. And um it, and you don't build up that absolute strength. And I'm not saying you need to be able to deadlift 400. Right, pounds. we're not saying
1: you need to deadlift the house, but you got you need to have some type of foundation to where you're pretty Yeah.
0: Strong. And um it's important. It, some of them do include equipment, but a lot of the times these hit programs are based around the fact that you can do them at home in your living room with right, nothing at all. Right, That they can be very convenient. So you're only going to get so strong lifting your own weight. Right. Right. No, I, I 100% agree lifting with you. Lifting the that. weight of your own body. So that's definitely a con. Um, let's see. I had something else I was gonna, I was gonna poke at it with. Uh, Did
1: you? I, I want to say one thing the muscle
0: um, connection it kinda goes along. Yeah, with the that.
1: neurological component. I, I wanna say one thing that they don't since there's not varying intensities, like the other programs that we mentioned, you have a very weak aerobic base. You know what I mean? Like so your ability to to, to utilize energy at lower heart rate rates it gets low, like it's not as good anymore because you've adapted to such high-intensity type training that now your ability to be very good when heart rates are low and guess what, strength-based movements are, are when that happens, you know what I mean? You, you're very weak when it comes to stuff like that. So, like, it, it goes to the same token where you say that they're they're not very strong in terms of that because they don't work at all in in those ranges where you can build strength.
0: Yeah, or if, if you wanted to t- test somebody who does nothing but... High intensity interval training on their five mile time. Yeah, they probably wouldn't be. I mean, they'd probably be better than some, but not than, very good. Probably better than a power lifter, but not very good though. But not very good. Yeah, yeah, not so, very good. Because they're good in those short bouts, really. That's quick, right. Really that's quick, right. But just you put them on something that, that's endurance that moderate wise, moderate level. It's tough
1: for them. It's tough yeah, yeah it's tough for them And like like we said They don't have the muscle To, to withstand something like that So like Just all the The, the foundational principles Of of, of lifting and, and building muscle They're very very weak Because they're always At those high
0: intensities yeah. yeah I think that's all I really have on most of those um, I'm sure something will come up And someone wants to Say Point something out That we didn't Me too, man, but that was a very, very good talk. Let us know. Um, I want to kind of finish it off by saying whatever you choose, again, choose something that you enjoy. That's a good one. But just keep these things in mind because, um, you know, if you decide to do bodybuilding, for instance, maybe you spend – or no, I'm going to use powerlifting as my example. Maybe you spend 45 minutes of your hour doing the big three working on those, whatever your program has for you that day, and then do 15 minutes of um, of maybe some accessory work to build some, f- fill some of those gaps. And then maybe on your recovery days from your lifting, you do a little bit of cardiovascular work just to get something in. So just keep in mind the holes in each of these and how you might combat those. But take that with a grain of salt because sometimes I see this a lot with um, – certain populations they want to do everything at once not possible don't do everything at once oh I want to gain lean muscle okay go do the I want to you know shape my body do the bodybuilding yeah then I'm going to do hit on my off days (laughs) and then I'm going to do a a long distance run on Saturday right all right No, you need to like Pick something and yeah. like just stick with it and then wane in and out of those. So maybe you, yeah, you phase in through a powerlifting phase and then you go through more of a hypertrophy bodybuilding phase yeah. and then maybe you do like a, a running phase yeah. and you can have them overlap a little bit. Yeah. But when people are like, oh, I'm going to do this and that and that, I, I asked somebody the other day what their plan was because they were saying they were going to start a new program, not programmed by me, just by somebody else. I was just picking their brain and I was looking at this program like, you're doing too much. Yep. There's definitely a point you can do too much of all of these things. Yep. So all things in moderation. Don't go to the extremes on any of these. Uh, if you do, I mean, if you want to compete in any of these, you're going to have to take it to some sort of extreme, but be as mindful of you as you can about the uh, the dangers of them.
1: Yeah. I, to end, keep the goal the goal. Whatever your goal is at the time, keep it the goal. And like, And when your goal changes – then you change the program, but like you said, do not be, don't try and be the the
0: master of all at one time, because it just will not work. Yeah, I always like to say, if you're on multiple programs, you're not on a program. <laughs> I'll be like, I'll write somebody a program, and just like, out of the kindness of my heart, give them a program for free, here you yeah. go, just go after it, do it on their own, or whatever, and then I'm like, oh, how'd that go? They're like, oh, well, I did this, and then I also wanted to do this other one, and I'm like, All right, well. Right. Just, yeah, if you're on two programs, you're really not on anything. I'm with you, man. Because probably the one wasn't written with the other one in mind. Yep. So Absolutely. uh, Keep that in the back of your head. And uh, if you're curious about any of these, always holler at us. Yep. Always be glad to help you guys out and write you a program on WebFit. Absolutely. Uh, Be glad to get you a well-thought-out, well-programmed training regimen that's not going to be more than you, you know, you don't want to bite off more than you can chew. So we'd be glad to help you out there Absolutely. if you're thinking you're doing too much, and uh, if that maybe hit home to you. So, holler at us on social media at Country Muscle is Kelvin. I'm um, at RX Movement, RX M V M N T, and uh, Webfit Nation on Facebook. Leave us a review on iTunes whenever you get a chance. Absolutely, we'd love five to five know your thoughts.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: All right, guys, thanks for listening again, and uh, keep tuning in for more. Talk to you soon.